Um, Alice in Wonderland, actually. Did you know that Alice in Wonderland has the most songs of any Disney film? I believe it. Every single character in that movie gets the, <laughs> their own song, maybe two. We were watching it the other day. And she's like walking through the woods or whatever. And then it's just like this random like squirrel would come. Like this is an example. Yeah. Like, she's walking <laughs> yeah. through the woods and like, you know, Bob Joe just comes out of the woods. And he's like, my name is Bob Joe and I want some ice cream. And yeah. it's just like fun. <laughs> Testing, testing, one, two, three. Welcome back to Spill and Diz Tea. I'm Sakura. And I'm Brayden. And today we're talking about Disney, Disney music. music. We're coming at you guys live from quarantine. Quarantine party, everyone. Yeah, hope everyone's staying safe. Yeah. Washing those hands. Mm-hmm. It's getting scary out there, so it's really important to be social distancing. Yeah. So, you know, Elsa, Rapunzel, Beast... Maui, just take They notes. all did it. They all did it. For you can some do for it. centuries, you know? Yeah. So suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> so today we thought that it would be fun to talk about Disney music. Yes. Um, we're both huge music fans. I mean, I it guess. It was Disney music that brought us together. It is. Yeah. Moana. So yeah, music. Like, you were a theater kid. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Music is so important. I remember one of our options for, like, our for our play that we did in grade 11, or sorry, grade 12, Beauty and the Beast. That was the other option I couldn't remember from, like, the High School Musical episode. But there was also that one. And, again, like, no one could really sing or dance, so we couldn't do it. But, like, I would have loved to do that. That would yeah. be so fun. Yeah. You know? No, I feel you. I like, because growing up, I, like, I'm not going to say I was a theater kid because I didn't do musical theater. Yeah. But I had a huge interest in it. And I remember I saw Wicked, and from then it kind of opened up this whole, like, Broadway mm-hmm. world to me. And I remember just listening to, like, all these soundtracks and, and watching any videos I could, like, yeah. Into the Woods and stuff like that. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Because, like, I started getting into Broadway when I started, like, reopening my Disney vault as a teenager. Yeah. And I guess it's, like, they, they kind of have, um, like, a line between them, a really fine line. So it's, like, easy to jump into either category. I think Disney and music just go so well together. Yeah. And more specifically, like, animation and musicals just work so well. Because you can do... We kind of talked a bit about it in our live action episode. hmm But, like, what Lion King as opposed to the live action one, what they're able to accomplish with these musical numbers. You yeah. can do such like amazing, like these sequences are just incredible Crazy. to watch. Yeah. Um, and really, I think the music is one of the most memorable things. And I feel like some of the most popular Disney movies are known because of their music. Yeah. And definitely like, I think d- music has always been a part of Disney and we kind of, we're going to go sort of by era and kind of generalize i guess the the sound or yeah like whatever but really it was little mermaid that was the first one i mean oliver and company technically but you know when did oliver and company come out uh 88 so a year before ariel oh yeah but i mean you know it didn't ain't nobody's talking about <laughs> oliver up in here so. i mean we should, we should. <laughs> another another podcast but really that's like the first time that you saw like a like an animated broadway style musical where these yeah. characters like break into song like it's yeah. Um, so yeah. Which is so cool. I wonder how what that 
you know, how that got into them or how they decided to start to delve into that. Cause that's, that's I think it's because a- they got Broadway, they got Broadway talent like onto their films, like songwriters. And oh, okay. Um, so they kind of took that Broadway um, sensibility and just like plugged it into Disney animation. Yeah. And I think that's what they needed to kind of like rejuvenate it. Yeah. I feel like when you think of Disney, you think of music. And when you think of Disney, you automatically have a song in your head. Whether it's when you wish upon a star, yeah. or let it go, or whatever it is. Yeah. Disney's first feature film, Snow White, was a musical. Yeah. And I think every yeah, every movie that Walt Disney put out was a musical, I think, up until a certain point. Yeah? I think so. Here, let's do some research. Was Bambi a musical? Yeah. I mean they sang, it's like the characters sang? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. But in terms of like having music be a part of the story was a thing. Snow and the Seven Doors, you have Pinocchio, you have Fantasia, which isn't like a musical, yeah. but it's music, music driven. Yeah. Dumbo Bambi. That was basically like the golden age of Disney animation. And all these films have songs that people remember to this day. Like you have almost all the Snow White soundtrack. You have When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio. You have... Yeah. Um, all classics. Yeah, they're all yeah. classics. How do you think music helped to elevate these films? Like, do you think since these are kind of like the founding, let's say the founding fathers of like Disney animation... Yeah. Um, these set the template for what a Disney film would be, especially Snow White kind of set a template for what a Disney princess film would be. So um, I was actually thinking about this a little bit. And if you look at animation from way back early on in like the 20s, 30s, almost all cartoons were driven by music, Mm -hmm. even outside of Disney. Like almost everything, it just like, I don't know if it's, you know, to make up for, I don't know, maybe lack of voice talent that they use on their on their movies, that they use music. They, they would use music to tell the story. And, you know, that's kind of, I think, where, like, score kind of originated from. Yeah. So I think that when Disney started making all of these movies, um, the same formula was kind of put into it. Like, yes, there would be music to drive a lot of the plots. And then I just think slowly started to like develop a more refined sound that would define it more as a musical as opposed to just driven by the music, I guess. Yeah. And, and I think like all these films too, we kind of will get into this when we get to more modern Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, but there really was a Disney sound. Um, we kind of talked about it when we were talking with Zach, who does our, uh, he produced <clears throat> our intro song. Yeah. But we were like, oh yeah, he was, he was like, oh yeah, like I'll try to make it like a Disney sound or whatever, yeah. which is kind of funny when you think about it. Like there's like a what Disney, is, like a sound. designated thing for Disney. You know? But when you listen to it, like when I first heard it, I was like, oh yeah, like, I was like, what like song Disney. is this? Yeah, yeah. I was like, everyone I've showed it to, um, before we released it in the episode, they were like, oh, like what song is that? And I was like, it's an original song. Like it's not anything. And even to myself, like, I'm like, whoa, like that sounds like some Pinocchio shit, you know? Yeah. I think, like, at the beginning, it was all very similar. Like, you kind of had this classical sound. Like, I know there's different songwriters yeah. and stuff, but... Um, it was very renaissance Yeah. Yeah. And the music was very much, like, a part of... You see it in these earlier films. It kind of just, like, weaves in and out of the story very, yeah. like, fluidly. It's not, like... It's not like now when you see it's like let it go or like you yeah. know what I mean like boom song. It, it was kind of more like a low low scale like when like I feel like the score and everything just kind of like meshes so well together. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, some of these songs are some of the most iconic songs, not just in Disney history but in film history. Yeah. Hi ho. 
How? It's a bop. My fave. <laughs> when you wish upon a star is the Disney theme song. Like you hear that yeah. every time you watch a Disney movie. And I think even when kind of they went through the World War II effort and you know the money wasn't there. I'm kind of going through the whole history <laughs> of the studio basically right now. We'll save that for another day. But with like Cinderella when they kind of came back with Cinderella and what they call the Silver Age, music was still like a big part of it. Yeah. Cinderella's Bippity Boppy Boo, which was like a huge pop song, which is kind of hard to think about right now. Like, imagine that came on the radios. You're like, yo, Bippity Boppity Boo. <laughs> Turning up in the club to Bippity Boppity Boo. I mean, I can see it, you know? It's got a little bit of like a. Sound like a dude. Imagine a trap version. Bippity Boppity Boo. Put them together and what are you got? Bippity Boppity Boppity Bippity Boppity Boo. Um, Alice in Wonderland, actually, did you know that Alice in Wonderland has the most songs of any Disney film? I believe it. Every single character in that movie gets the, <laughs> their own song, maybe two. We were watching it the other day, and she's, like, walking through the woods or whatever, and then it's just, like, this random, like, squirrel would come. Like, this is an example. Yeah. Like, she's walking <laughs> yeah. through the woods, and, like, you know, Bob Joe just comes out of the woods, and he's like, my name is Bob Joe, and I want some ice cream. And yeah. it's just like, what? Yeah. Like, you don't need to sing that. Everyone and their mothers got a song in that movie. Yeah. I think that also comes from just the idea of plots being driven by the music. My music literally, like, being, like, having lines to carry the story. And I think that's why everyone got a f***ing song, because that's just what animation was used to doing, using music to tell the story, Yeah, you know? I think also when you have music, it's a really easy way of putting in exposition without it seeming like exposition. Yeah. You can have a character's introductory song and you can basically sum up like 45 minutes worth of, maybe not 45 minutes, you can sum up, sum up like an act's <laughs> worth of exposition in like a three minute it, song. Which is crazy. Yeah. So crazy. I was, and you really pay attention, like every introductory song, like it's either, it's like a montage or it's like you meet all these characters and it just, it gives you, it makes things efficient. You know, we yeah. don't need... Like, well, like, not 45 minutes, but, like, you know, ex, ex, extended amounts of time to create an intro for the story when you can do it in a song. Yeah. Which just makes things... And the, the power of music, it's crazy. I think, too, like, for me, I'm always more excited about a Disney film when it's a musical, just because I think you're the same way. Like, we love musicals. Yeah. Like, we want Rai to have a song. I don't think it's going to happen, <laughs> but if Rai could be musical... I hope so. I, like, have... Dope. I think so. I hope so. You're like, probably not, but I hope so. Well, I remember when Moana was, like, coming out that year. They did, like, a Comic-Con thing. And it was like, Moana won't be a musical. It'll be a movie with music. And I was so cheesed. But then, like, it turned out to be a musical. And I was so happy. See, you never know. But, like, you know. Yeah. When I was looking on the slate, like, two years ago. And it was, like, Rock Breaks the Internet. And then Frozen 2. I was like, yo, Frozen 2. I need those songs. (laughs) Um, But it's such a good way to, like, you can connect with the characters. I think... Both of us are musical people. So just like by default, that's how we connect with people. But I think even for just like regular moviegoers, when you have a song, it's just like there's so much you can put into that. Mm -hmm. Like Show Yourself, for example. Do you think that would have had the same amount of impact if it wasn't a song like a musical number? Yeah. Because I don't think so. That's true. Same with Let It Go. Mm -hmm. You know, these are all just things that like it just has such power you take the music away and it's like you still have a movie but it would not have hit the heights that it that it did and that that goes for most of like the renaissance movies Mm -hmm. as well you think about like how popular 
Moana and Frozen have been. Yeah. And even Coco to a certain extent too. And it's because of their music. I mean, they're amazing stories as well. And there's things people grab onto. Yeah. But the music is one of the big things people remember. For sure. Especially it surprised me was Coco. Because usually Pixar movies, they have... I guess this is definitely a more musical Pixar movie. But still, like other Pixar movies, they have music. And they yeah. have notable songs from each movie. But... Like, Coco went and stuck with people. You yeah. know? Like, there were people that they were singing... They won an Oscar, like... Yeah, like, it's it's crazy that, you know, the way that they put that into a Pixar movie that generally doesn't have that formula even still made it more connectable, more relatable to people, more, more something to hold on to. One thing I wanted to bring up was... I feel like once we get into the Renaissance era of Disney, the music almost becomes a product... I feel like it's always been, like, uh, ever since Disney made the Disneyland record label or whatever, Walt Disney Records. Yeah. You know, you want to sell music, you want to sell copies of records and stuff. But since Little Mermaid came in, I feel like it kind of changed the scene of it. Yeah. And I feel like we even see that today where, like, these these songs, they're meant for, like, they're, they're, they're in there for the story. Mm-hmm. But you can see, like, the commercial appeal to it and how it's meant to, like, they want these songs to be... You know, in, in yeah. Little Mermaid and like Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, I feel like that's why you saw those, the re, the R and B end credit cards. End credit, yeah. Because they want to push it, you know. And then Aladdin, Whole New World hits number one, and they're like, "Well, holy shit!" Like, yeah. I feel like it helps it become more than just a movie. Like it's yeah. an event. Yeah, it yeah. really adds to the culture of not even just the movie, but that period of time. Like they're all they're period pieces. Yeah. All of them. Like, when you think Aladdin, like, my mom loves A Whole New World. Like, that's like, she'll, she'll be like, yo, throw that on the track right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, and even even now, with the remakes that they're putting out, they're still, I mean, for a while they weren't doing it, but when they got to, like, the 90s, the Renaissance films mm-hmm. that have these iconic soundtracks, you see them adapting it. Not as yeah. well, obviously, but yeah. it's like, you can't not have Circle of Life and The Lion King. Like, it's... Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? An interesting thing about the Renaissance, as I was kind of talking to you about this before. Sorry, we're kind of, I'm kind of just jumping over okay. and stuff, but it's whatever. They really had a formula in the Renaissance. Every single movie was a musical, and you kind of had the same formula for that musical. Like, you have, like, the I Want song, you have, like, the sidekick song, you have the intro song, whatever. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why Disney's popularity sort of waned, like, in that period. Because I feel like people were just expecting it, you know? I think that's one thing that Disney in 2020 has sort of mastered because Walt Disney Animation Studios is kind of, especially with like the Pixar acquisition, they can kind of do musicals, but they can also, they're doing other things. So yeah. you're not always expecting something. And then when a new musical comes around, like you're anticipating it. Yeah. You know, like it's been, when Frozen 2 came out, it, would, it had been three years since Moana. So mm-hmm. it's like, it kind of gives these songs time to breathe, but then, you know, you're not oversaturating your market, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> Something interesting that, you know, I found too was that Disney um, music is such a prominent thing in Disney. And even going with like Walt Disney Records and that sort of thing is when, like even outside of animation, when they were kind of focusing on their like Disney Channel era, like music drove that entire thing. It's true. All of these shows, our favorite shows were all, they all had, were music driven, you know, things. Or even if it's a show, like, you know, Zach and Cody, that isn't necessarily music-driven. They still have musical elements to it, like musical episodes or, like, you know, their band. You know, like, you know, like little things like that. And even they started taking the stars 
of these shows and creating them into artists that sold individual records on their label. And that just, and it excels the brand so much. When you think Disney, you think like obnoxiously bursting out into song, like in the street, you know, like in most of their films, I don't know if most of them aren't, but a good chunk of their films aren't musicals. Um, Yeah. But yet that's still like the... The ones you remember are the ones that are musicals. Yeah. So yeah, and you're right, it is, that's their, their brand at this point. Do you think Zootopia could have done better if it was a musical? Like, not to say that it didn't do well, because it did do well, but you think it could have, like, excelled? They had that song by Shakira, but, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I remember when it came out, when it was coming out, I saw something on, this is when I was, like, I don't know how old I was, I was, like, 15 or something. So. Yeah. But I remember I saw something, <clears throat> I saw something, and it said... That there was like a musical, it was there. It, it was something. It was some misleading information that said it was a musical, and I was like, "Oh, like dope! Like it's gonna be like, you know." Yeah. I was excited, and then it wasn't. I think Zootopia itself, like it did do pretty well without the music. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been interesting to see how they would have made it a musical, what kind of style they would have done. Yeah. Because it's a little more open. You have a lot of elbow room to choose what you. Want to do with it? Want to do with it? Yeah. But I definitely think music would have like helped it. I think they tried with that Shakira song, and like some people <laughs> really like it. Bro, it was but... like on. It didn't it chart? I don't think it charted. I think it did. I was seeing that shit everywhere. It did really well on YouTube. Like it got a bunch <laughs> of views. <clears throat> I think I heard it once when I was at Staples, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, number sixty three on the uh, yeah the Billboard Hot one hundred. <laughs> I think the funny thing is, um, Disney Animation had a huge gap without musicals. Mulan, I mean Mulan's, I guess will count as a musical because they sing. Yeah, they break into song. But you have Mulan, and then you go into Tarzan, which wasn't a musical. It, it was yeah. There's music, but the characters aren't singing. singing. Yeah. And then we didn't get a musical until Princess and the Frog. Like, that's 10 years later. Yeah. There's music in some of these movies. Like, there's one song, Emperor's New Groove, and there's, like, a pretty good soundtrack in Lilo and Stitch. But yeah. But it's not, like, a musical, you know? And with that, when you think about it, though, for those 10 years, Disney did kind of, like, disappear into the shadows. Yeah. Like, they weren't the spotlight of anything. Like, you know, besides Lilo and Stitch, um, Emperor's New Groove, like, I don't, I can't tell you... I mean, I probably could tell you what Disney movie came out between that time period, but it's nothing like pops to mind, you know? It's nothing other than Lilo and Stitch. It's really nothing noteworthy. And I'm not trying to offend (laughs) y'all Treasure Planet fans. I mean, like, as if, like, (laughs) if you, you know, I think, like, I, we watched Atlantis the other day. Yeah. And Emperor's New Groove. And, like, I love those movies. I think they're pretty good. But from, like, an executive Disney perspective, like, you know, they're, they're, not relevant to the Disney company. <laughs> if you're seeing like a parade at Disneyland or whatever, you're not going to see Keen yeah. Eye and Jim Hawkins <laughs> like <laughs> or Chicken Little like fly up, you know? Really, you only see... Lilo and Stitch is like the only sustainable brand from yeah. that time period. And it had music. Like it had... It wasn't a musical, but it had a pretty big chunk of music in it. It was musically driven for yeah. sure. I think too when you think of Lilo and Stitch, you think of that scene when they're surfing. Yeah. You think of the Hawaiian roller coaster ride scene. So immediately, it's, yeah. It's interesting. Um, but kind of jumping ahead to like the current era, I guess that we're in the modern era of Disney. You have Princess and the Frog and Tangled, 
which are both musicals. Winnie the Pooh was a musical too, but you know, no one counts. Like, that. not counting, yeah. <laughs> Princess and the Frog and Tangled, both musicals. Not known for their music, really. Like, when you think of those films, the first thing that comes to mind isn't the music. Yeah. And I feel like the average person who isn't exposed to it, like, on a weekly basis or whatever, probably couldn't sing you any of the songs. Then you have Frozen, which was, like, a full-out musical. Yeah. And then Moana that followed that in Frozen 2. So do you think that it was just, like, they didn't catch on? Or do you think Disney didn't push it, like, as a product? Or Honestly, it could have been a transitionary period. Because they go 10 years with no substantial musicals. They probably wanted to bring music back into it. What drove that decision? Have no idea. But let's just say, you know, we want to start doing musicals again. Considering their last musical was 10 years ago, when they did Princess and the Frog, they don't really have anything current to compare it to. So I guess they did that one. And then they did Tangled. I like the music better in Princess and the Frog, but I think Tangled was a better musical. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So then by the time they got to Frozen, they're kind of like, okay, we can we can ramp this up now and we can get back on track. And they just kind of like exploded with Frozen, honestly speaking. Yeah. And all three, yeah, those all three of those were before the streaming era. And mm-hmm. I feel like now music's a little more accessible as well. Well, when did streaming start? 2013 was before Apple Music and Spotify and all that stuff, right? But yeah, really Apple Music with... came out in 2015. Okay. So then you see, like... Well, because Frozen did pretty well, like, on YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. So you see kind of them taking that model and applying it to Moana and then applying it to Frozen 2. Yeah. Um, and whichever future... Because you, then you saw it, too, with Frozen. You saw, like, the return of the end credit song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think, too, like, I think Tangled works much more as a cohesive musical... Because when you're watching it, the songs were... I feel they like the weave songs, in. They, yeah. they kind of take the formula of like the classical era yeah. musicals. Whereas in, in Frozen and Moana, it's more like boom song, okay scene, boom song, okay scene, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like I want to... Okay, sort of a little game. Off the top of your head, name Disney soundtracks. Just name some of the Disney soundtracks that you think are like infamous. All right. The Lion King? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, Aladdin. Yeah. Frozen. Moana. Mulan. Hercules. I'm going to tap out here. Okay. Because now, now I'm just thinking too hard. I don't know where I was going with that, honestly. It just <laughs> popped into my head. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's talk a bit about why these, these popped to top of mind. Okay. The Lion King for one, checks off every single box, whether it's like the the score, the uh, the music numbers, like how it transitions, like music elevated that movie so much. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, they got Hans Zimmer in the game, that just exploded that. It was just such a good soundtrack. And also, like we were talking about earlier, the authenticity of it, making sure that they had the right beats and talent and production from its culture. Oh yeah, we didn't really, we, I think, don't think we were recording when we were talking about Mm-mm. that. Sorry, I'll let you finish, then we can jump into that. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> don't! I am not Kanye. <laughs> That's very timely because the phone call just got leaked yesterday. 
Ooh, tea. Tea. Spilling of a tea. Spilling pop tea. <laughs> so yeah, everything just kind of replicates what it should. And, you know, they're still able to take that sound and stick their disney sound on it and then just produce greatness yeah you know i feel like that lion king was the first time that you you saw disney kind of exploring different sounds yeah i mean actually little mermaid they did like a bit of a caribbean thing but i mean like kinda there was caribbean influence but lion king was fully engulfed and i think also lion king like part of their they had lebo who was, I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but he was like part of like the music team. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps too, because otherwise you just have a bunch of, you know, yeah. Americans <laughs> doing Calypso music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Love Howard Ashman, no tea, no shade. But um, <laughs> I think it helps to have that, you know, especially Different like, perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I think that worked with Moana too. They had um, Opataya on there as part of like the music trio mm-hmm. and Moana really reminds me of, of Lion King in terms of the soundtrack and how they yeah. have the score and um like again like another super super notable soundtrack because they took you know the authenticity of the culture mixed it with the Disney sound and then produced yeah. greatness you know it's like whenever when you're able to find that happy medium between the two that's when you will get magic and that's when you will get something that people hold on to because it sounds different, but it also has your roots to it, I guess you could say. Yeah, because you have like the Broadway Disney sound with both of these films, um, but then you have, you know, different instrumentation. And you even have parts in the film where the score kind of, the score is like a notable part of the soundtrack too. Yeah. Um, like we were talking about it earlier, Lion King, I could listen to the Lion King score. You know, like I could listen to the Stampede or whatever as a song. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. And same with Moana. There's, there's a couple bits in there that I just like, I love it. Like mm-hmm. it sounds so cool. Do you think it helps? I feel like a lot of Disney films kind of have their own identity in their soundtrack. I feel like some Disney films, you can't really, they're not transferable, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like Beauty and the Beast is very classical, like almost operatic. And then you have Lion King, which is very like... Where's Lion King set? In Africa? Well, yeah. <laughs> African. Okay. You have Lion King, which is very African, and then you have Moana, which is very Polynesian, and then you have Frozen, sort of, <laughs> which has the <laughs> chanting at the beginning. <laughs> um, Mulan. Yeah. So sort of view it as, like, for me, like, when I look at an album, I love, like, an album from an artist. I'm not talking about, like, a soundtrack album. But an album from an artist, I think they're strongest when they have their own identity, when they have sort of a story to tell overall, like a movie. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a genre or a sound they're going for. Yeah. You know? Just listen to The Weeknd's new album. It's awesome. But yeah, he has kind of like an overall... It differentiates. I'm not trying to say everything sounds the same because it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but... There's like a... A vibe, yeah. a scheme. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a motif like throughout it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like some Disney films do achieve that. Like Beauty and the Beast has, the, it's very operatic, very mm-hmm. sophisticated, very classical, which Little Mermaid came out before it. And you didn't really see, like Little Mermaid was very Broadway and stuff, but I wouldn't say it was like operatic and yeah. classical, you know? And then Lion King has its own identity. It's very, it's, uh, it's driven by like these African beats and these roots. So, like, do you think that helps? Do you think that's better? I do. It mm-hmm. helps differentiate different soundtracks. 
you know, because if you have two similar sounding soundtracks, that doesn't, you know, add to that film's overall brand. Like literally every soundtrack, there's not, I don't, I can't think of one that I think could substitute another or could work anywhere else because they, they all have their own individual sound. Honestly speaking, like the earlier ones, they could probably all mesh together and I wouldn't notice, but, <laughs> <laughs> but everything from The Little Mermaid forward, they all, they all have their own identity for sure. Yeah. And, like, you and they all work that? so perfectly with their movies too. Even like we're like we're talking a lot, lot of like princess right now. But even if you think of like a goofy movie, oh my god, can we talk about the goofy movie? Yeah, let's, for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Let's power line, power line. Like <laughs> the power line songs are for sure like the standout songs. Like those are the best ones. But that no whole soundtrack. Intending. You said the standout songs. Oh. oh. <laughs> No pun intended, but it is now. (laughs) So good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like this kind of goes against what we're talking about right now because Goofy Movie doesn't really have a cohesive sound. It's just like 90s. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean like Like, On the Open Road and like After Today don't sound like... Yeah, they do. Maybe not On the Open Road. Actually, yeah. I I would give it... I'd say it has a 90s sound. I think the overall soundtrack... Sounds like it's from the 90s. I think the movie depicts that this is a regular, like, how old is Max? Like, 15, 15. 15-year-old boy's life in the 90s. And, like, this is the music that they would be listening to at this time. Like, literally speaking, Powerline, like, who's he supposed to replicate? Like, Michael Jackson, Bobby Brown, like, who? I don't know who. James Brown. One of the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And, like, that's what a 15-year-old kid would be listening to then. I think the entire vibe like I, it's a musical but it's it's way different from like the princesses and stuff and it, it works for its movie it works for its plot its content like yeah goofy movie is a really good soundtrack mm-hmm. and do. again if goofy movie didn't have that soundtrack would we love it as much as we no i don't think so I'm, I'm sorry but no yeah you know like eye to eye and stand out are such like key parts of my memory and my nostalgia like it those those held and those hit so hard stand out i i listened to that in high school like on the bus like on the way yeah to like i literally Same. like i lived like i was like in that time period or something <laughs> extremely goofy movie isn't a soundtrack it's in a musical it's i know it's not it's weird but they have music in it it's not a musical <laughs> No, 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 it's not a musical. But, like, one of the most notable scenes is the disco scene. I mean, yeah. That's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Also, a really interesting soundtrack movie overall, um, Enchanted. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Enchanted is funny because it's almost just, like, a parody mm-hmm. of a classic Disney movie. The princess, the prince, the songs... Um, the villain, everything is just kind of like an amalgamation of all the different characters that they've created. But the way that they used, and it's like the way that they have the music in the movie is kind of satirical because it's it's a parody, you know it's a parody, you know? But it's like a parody that takes itself so seriously that it works really, really well. You know, especially with, I can't remember the dude's name in the movie. Robert? Robert, yeah. Robert, of course you 
My first name is Robert. I love Enchanted Man. Like. <laughs> we gotta watch that soon, eh? It's even so long. Yeah. Robert being, you know, like aware, like, oh, like this guy knows that song too. Like, it's like, it's making fun of itself, but it's so good. All the music is so good in it. Yeah. And, and another, it's, it's, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 Cole. Another interesting <laughs> thing, sort of what we were talking about, about like just like, you know, typical Disney fanfare, like the Disney sound. And Chandler yeah. captures the Disney sound. It does. Um, which is really interesting. And that's kind of an evolution too, because. The songs all sound different from each other, but that's kind of part of the storyline. Oh, wait, they do an Enchanted episode. I love Enchanted. Yeah. Um, but you start with, like, what's the first song? True Love's Kiss, mm-hmm. which is very, like, Snow White. And then you go into Happy Working Song, which is, like, a little bit more. And then That's How You Know, which is, like, very Renaissance Disney. Yeah. And then the last song is the So Close song, where it's, like, a pop song. Like, it's it's really cool. I've never noticed that. Yeah. It's, like, it becomes wow. more more, like realistic i guess yeah for lack of better words Um, wow that's so true yeah and it's interesting to see how she goes from like animation to cartoon or from animation to live action yeah and that's how the music kind of went along with it too yeah and also alan makin's coming back he announced yesterday for he wrote four new songs for the little mermaid live action and he's coming back for disenchanted which is the enchanted sequel so there's an enchanted sequel yeah since when since a minute i don't think it's been like formally announced though it's just kind of like you know what's that gonna be about we don't know yet yo just used to chill on these revivals yeah sure it probably could have been a movie that had a had a sequel no one would have really cared that much if it did but why now <laughs> yeah enchanted is a very interesting place in disney history because i feel like that's when there was no new disney i mean there was obviously you're making movies but no new substantial disney content and enchanted really is what propelled us into what we are now with disney like into Mm -hmm. this era that's true um and enchanted really brought back like the disney musical too yeah yeah i feel kind of bad when we're talking about like 2000s like the only good thing was little and stitch (laughs) enchanted was over there like you guys forgot about me enchanted came out like right before prince and the frog didn't it yeah 2007 yeah so you can uh, squish in with them. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about kind of how music resonates. Because I feel like in certain films, like, they try. For instance, you have Mulan and Frozen and Frozen 2 that did very well. But then you have soundtracks like the live actions. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, we sort of talked about this in our live action episode, but they put in these new songs. And they pushed, like, Evermore and Speechless, they pushed those songs, like, yeah. hard. Um you know, they didn't really catch on. So what do you think? Do you think it's because they're not adaptations? Yes. Yeah. I think it has to do with the fact that they are remakes. And it's like kind of like saying like your opinions, like I have the original movie. Why am I going to go out of my way to watch a remake that's worse? I think the exact same thing resonates with soundtracks. I already have this classic soundtrack. Yeah, you can remake it. But it's not going to be the same classic soundtrack. So it's like already I feel like the soundtrack is there and probably already not perceived as well as it could have been if it was just an original soundtrack. And then now they're throwing in extra songs that people probably don't even want to hear. Yeah. I think they do well because they get pushed as singles and then they just kind of like pick up on the ear, not even based off of what movie they're from, but just the way they sound. I think too, like a song... Not just in Disney, but in general, but a song really 
there's one thing to have commercial success, but then there's also like general reception and like how the general public latches onto that song. Yeah. You know, like let it go is a commercial success, but it's also like a cultural like thing. But Disney can push a song as much as it wants. Yeah. And if it's, you know, if people don't latch onto it, then exactly. it's not going to go anywhere. Um, like Ralph Breaks the Internet, like y'all tried with that A Place Called Slaughter Race <laughs> song, but like did it catch on? No. Um, it, it's interesting though, because it's it, music really does elevate these movies to another platform. Yeah. And these soundtracks are huge selling points of these films. I really hope Raya's going to be a musical. Same. I need more Disney music. And I think too with the setting, they could do some really cool stuff. What's the last soundtrack we got? Frozen 2. Oh, yeah. And then... And before that was Moana. Moana, yeah. I mean Coco, technically, but... Oh, yeah, Coco. Oh, the one thing that I want to talk about is overall soundtracks. You have these Disney soundtracks. You have tons of Disney soundtracks. Some of them, I feel like, have... Like, they're, you know, mediocre, but you have one or two songs that really hit and that everybody knows. But I feel like there's the rare soundtrack where, like, every song slaps. Yeah. So, like, to me, like... The Lion King soundtrack, the Moana soundtrack, flawless soundtracks. Yeah. Like any song on those soundtracks is great. Pocahontas soundtrack, there's some bangers, like Color of the Wind, just around the river bend. But am I gonna go turn on like my mine mine? Like, <laughs> or savages. Or savages, like no. No. Um, if I never knew you though. That slaps. Slaps, and I'm pissed that it's not in the movie. I said it once, I'll say it again. <laughs> Mulan, all the songs slap. Yeah, Only Mulan four, is, an, but... is a fantastic soundtrack overall. I love the score of her going off to war. Oh, yes. That score is so good. Okay. <laughs> What's a good example of like one that just thrives off of singles? Frozen. No. Really? Oh, I guess no. A couple no, of those songs. Those song, yeah, Love is Love an Open Door. A lot of people love that shit, man. Yeah, if you think about like stores where they sell merchandise to kids, so like toy stores, chapters, anything like that, Walmart. Actually, I don't know about Walmart. Never mind. But, you know, those places like that or even like kids' clothing stores. Like if they have these playlists that have Disney songs, they have the, the Disney like singles on it from like basically frozen down but they'll have the entire frozen soundtrack on it yeah frozen i think frozen literally just blew the entire world up and just latched on everything that it could because it's 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 pushed itself there and i think his soundtrack is just as notable yeah i think too like disney's had successful soundtracks very successful soundtracks since frozen but frozen nothing's really quite gotten to replicate it yeah even frozen 2 didn't really no i think frozen 2 thrives off of um show yourself and into the unknown yeah yeah no i'd agree yeah or also like if you think about how soundtracks have evolved now there are a lot more songs that they sing yeah in these musicals because a lot of the ones like you know little mermaid aladdin mulan they have like four songs yeah you know, but Moana has like 18. Yeah, Moana sings a lot. <laughs> Moana has a lot of songs. Yeah. Yet it doesn't feel like overkill for some reason. Yeah. You know? they. I feel like in that film, though, they weave it very, very well throughout the story. Yeah. 
Another really interesting soundtrack is the Hercules soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in 97, and it's interesting because of the time period that it came out in. It's like ending off, you know, the Renaissance era. And instead of like kind of following like the Renaissance formula, I guess, they decided to put a gospel twist on it. Which is another reason, okay, like, I've said this before, I think Hercules is a hot mess movie. I love it. Like, it's an amazing movie. I think it's perfect, but it's, like, perfectly weird, you know? And the soundtrack isn't a reason shy of why I think that, like, having essentially the entire soundtrack and the entire music associated with the movie driven by the muses... Which, fun fact, were the first um, black characters in a Disney movie with a speaking role. Which is crazy. 97, guys. Yeah. That's that's nuts. Yeah. But yeah, Hercules also isn't necessarily a musical. The only song that's like a musical type song would be I Won't Say I'm In Love. But every other song is sung by the muses and they carry the story from like scene to scene. Like usually like in really large chunks of time too. Well, Hercules says Go the Distance. And Phil has one last hope. One last hope. Okay, so go the distance. I will count that as well. One last hope, though. Like, it is Phil singing it from his point of view, but it also is transitioning from, like, you know, 16-year-old Hercules to, like, probably 18-year-old Hercules. Yeah. So that's more of, like, a time transition. Yes, big boy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Holy shit. Um, transitional time. Oh, yeah, it's a transitional time, which is a lot of what their songs do, like, I guess, besides... Well, like, even Go the Distance. That That's a really long song, too, of course. It's like, not the it's, same thing. <laughs> It's a really long song. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, it's not a long song. It takes place. It's like he sings it over a long period of time. I mean, we don't know how long he went to the temple. It's... Maybe it just took him, like, a night, you know? Yeah, but even still, it's a long song. That's not a normal, like, musical, like, in the moment thing happening. Like, it paused and he came back and sang again. That's true. To finish off the scene. Like, it's not the same as, like, Zero to Hero and, um... This is a really Gospel weird thing. Gospel Truth or whatever. Is like in musicals, you know how sometimes you have songs happening in real time? Yeah. But then sometimes, like, you don't. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, for instance, you have like Frozen 2 or like Into the Unknown is like in real time. Like, everything is happening with Elsa. Like, you see her progression or whatever. But then you have like some things never change and it's like. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Or you have like Lost in the Woods. That's like, how do you even. What even realm is that one in? Yeah, that's just like a favor dream. Sequence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, what you're saying about Hercules, I get it though. Because yeah. I think Hercules is kind of one of those Disney films that I think when people think of Hercules, they think of the gospel, the gospel and the muses and stuff. Yeah. Um, but when you look at Hercules, it's actually a very diverse soundtrack. Yeah. Like you have this Broadway go the distance, and then you have like One Last Hope, which is very like. Campy, like traditional mm-hmm. Disney fair. 
So yeah, it, it kind of, it, it's interesting. Yeah. And it all works. Yeah. Somehow it works. It's somehow, like, it's, uh, it's just so perfectly, imperfectly good. Okay, so to kind of like end this discussion, thought maybe we could play a game. So to kind of go off what we were just talking about. So we're going to do, we're going to take a page from Elle's book and we're going to do Song Association, but it's Disney Song Association. Mm -hmm. So you have to sing a Disney song or a Disney lyric with that word in it, but it has to be Disney. Oh my God, wait, this is stressful. Can we do 15 seconds? Sure. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Guard. Look out, here comes the lion guard. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. I was thinking, tell the guards to open up the gates. And then you come up with a lion guard. I'm dead. Okay. Okay, but it works. It did work. It's one point for you. Bird. Bird? <laughs> What's the word? Bird. Oh, no. <laughs> what is that? It's burn. <laughs> I thought it was bird. What's the word? Burn. When's it my turn? Wouldn't I love? Okay, but that's wrong. It is wrong. <laughs> I'm giving you good ones. What I were you thinking you with bird? One. What were you thinking? Um, my little bird oh. has a song. Okay. To sing to. Okay. Um, siren. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Siren? Okay, you lose. What's in siren? Bro, push this. <laughs> I'm sorry, secret siren, but I'm oh. blocking out your call. Are you taking everything from Frozen? I'm not. <laughs> so, so far we're at one zero. Mm-hmm. Let's do... Path. Every turn I take, every trail I track, every path I make, every road leads back to a place I know where I cannot go, where I long to be. Yeah. See the line with the sky. Okay, stop showing off. Okay, anyways. Okay. Um, <clears throat> bubbles. I don't know. That's hard. No, it's not. Bubbles? We got no troubles. Life is the bubbles under the sea. Like, bruh, that's the only place where the word bubbles is used mm. in a song. <laughs> okay, do one. Light. And at last I see the light, and it's like the fog is lifted, and at last I see... Okay, you see how I'm giving you easy ones? Okay, and I want them you to need to return the favor. <laughs> I'm giving you level one. <laughs> okay. Lamp. No, I know where I know where it's from. I just can't think of the lyrics right now. 
All you gotta do is rub that lamp and I'll say, Mr. Aladdin, sir, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order, jot it down, you ain't never had a friend like me. Yeah, I, I will gladly take that L. I was like, Aladdin, 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 no, I can't, I think of that line, whatever. Passion. I don't know. Passion. That's hard. Independy. Okay, I would not. <laughs> what did passion I would so not have known that one. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that one. Yes, you know no. Upendi. I don't. Yes. I don't know the song. I know Upendi. Like, if you tell me, I'm like, oh, that's from The Lion King too, but I don't know the song. Yes, you do. No, I know why. Rejection Disgrace. Okay. <laughs> This song is called He's Not One of Us. I guess actually. I deserve a hard one. So Yeah, yeah. like what the hell? <laughs> Mountain. What what songs about mountains? Sing with all the voices of the mountains. Oh. Or I climbed a mountain, I crossed a river, and I'm snapping really badly. I don't know that song. And I'm almost there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that song. Ooh, that's a dig. <laughs> Coming for Tiana. Tiana's crying listening to this podcast. You were right snapping now. it wrong. I know I was. I said that. Alive. I don't know a lot. Oh no, you got it wrong. <laughs> Which one? There's nothing that I wouldn't do. It's I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> okay, I got a good one. Ready? Yeah. Sun. Um. Wait, actually, like, don't give me a second. Let me think of something. Like sun, like sun in the sky, or like my the sun, sun in the sky. Yes. Certain as the sun. Oh. Okay. Well, that was hard. <laughs> yeah. So we really love Disney music, um, and we'd really like to hear your thoughts. So definitely, if you're listening to this... Um, Send us an email. Yeah, spillingdisteapodcast at gmail.com. Yep, add it to your contacts. Hit us up on Instagram. We actually we got some really good post ideas coming up. Um, we're trying to always keep our stories interactive with you guys, mm-hmm. especially during this time, trying to spread a little Disney magic and brighten up everyone's day, you know? Yeah. Um, we're also popping off on Tumblr, so check out spillingdistea.tumblr.com. Um, to see what's going on there. If there's any faulty information <laughs> on there, it's Brayden, not me. Um, so 
<laughs> yeah, this week we should be expecting No story a time. Ryan Tell them what happened. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> last Monday was CinemaCon, okay? Um, and we were supposed to be getting a trailer for Ryan the Last Dragon. CinemaCon's been delayed because of the COVID-19 issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I may have posted that we are expecting a Ryan the Last Dragon trailer on Monday. As in last Monday. As in last Monday. And it didn't happen. So that was some fake news, guys. Um, going forward, um, we will only be posting news if it is... And tell them what happened. Well, someone <laughs> DM'd me about the trailer and was like... Oh. They're like, where's the trailer? Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, sorry, because of the, the stuff that's been happening, it's been delayed. So I don't know where the trailer is. We have no idea. I don't idea. know why Brayden thinks he's an inside scooper. Because I this. saw it and I thought, hey, like... Yeah, oh, Raya trailer coming Monday, guys, I promise. I just took the news headline a little too seriously, okay? <laughs> Um, but yeah, definitely we want to hear your favorite Disney soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, so let us know. Maybe we missed one. Maybe you you like f- with Oliver and company and we left it out. And if you're mad, hey, send us an email and chew us out. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Do you want Raya to be a musical too? Let us know in the comments below. Um, follow me on Instagram at MJ. And follow me on Instagram at Braden Rosman. I really hope we get a Raya trailer soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay, so stay safe, guys. Band together, everyone. Get your asses home. Stay inside. Don't touch anyone. Don't stay inside, y'all. anyone. Listen to our whole podcast library and you share have with time. your friends. You have the time to do that now, please. We should have like a catchphrase, like, drink your tea. Drink your... <laughs> Play us out, Zach. <laughs>